This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as <laughs> What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloudco slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, I'm Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Tonight we're talking about Sydney Sutherland, who went missing earlier last year while she was jogging. This is one of those stories where the perpetrator is closer than anyone thinks. Sydney was an incredibly beautiful, vivacious woman with an amazing smile. Seriously, an amazing smile. Unfortunately, she was taken from this world too soon. It's a story we hear time and time again of women going about their daily life and being brutalized by people lurking in the shadows. I've been wanting to talk about this case for a while, so let's do it. Tonight's episode is sponsored by the podcast Cozy Sundays. And you guys, this podcast is the perfect palate cleanser after listening to your true crime podcasts. We talk about really difficult topics here and sometimes you just want to relax, unwind, and drift off to a different space in your head. That's where Cozy Sundays comes in to save the day. Cozy Sundays, hosted by Nathan Woods, will take you down memory lane featuring stories that will allow you to reminisce about your favorite TV shows, movies, and games. Listening just puts you in a better mood. Check out Cozy Sundays on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. I also have the link in my show notes so you can click on through. Stay tuned halfway through the episode for a sneak peek of what Cozy Sundays has to offer. Now, let's jump in. Sydney Claire Sutherland was a 24-year-old from Grubbs, Arkansas. I actually have a bit of a connection to her. We were both consultants with the same makeup and skincare company during about the same time that she went missing. When I heard that she was missing, the first thing I thought was, what the heck is going on with all of these network marketing people turning up missing and, and worse? Shanann Watts, as we know, was also a network marketing consultant, and even just recently, Alexis Sharkey, another network marketing consultant. In addition to her network marketing business, Sydney was a nurse, so as you can see, she was a real go-getter. She was full of ambition, and she just had big goals. She was a woman on the move. Sydney was born on September 18, 1995, in Jonesboro to Dion and Maggie Sutherland. 
Growing up on the family farm in Grubbs with her two older brothers, she was very active in her school. She was a part of the Spanish club, the Beta club, the Key club, and she played softball for the Tuckerman Bulldogs. She actually earned the title of Outstanding Senior. Her senior quote for her yearbook was, The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Ugh, my, my heart sank when I read that. Sydney was known all around town as having the sweetest, most outgoing personality, and she had so many friends. She lived in a town where everyone knew everyone. Seriously, it's a very small town. Sydney attended ASU Newport, and she earned her LPN license in July of 2018. At that time, she was only 22 years old, so like I said, she was a real go-getter. In December of 2019, she became a registered nurse, graduating from University of Arkansas Community College. Sydney worked at Unity Health Harris Medical Center in Newport. Like I said, she was an LPN while earning her RN. She was very loved by her patients and by her co-workers, and she really enjoyed working as a nurse and taking care of others. This career path was pretty much the perfect match for Sydney, whose compassionate nature and genuine spirit endeared her to all who met her. Sydney loved to exercise, and she would run every day. Good for her. She also liked to listen to audiobooks and to play with her two dogs. Additionally, she was a big family person. Although she had yet to start her own family, she loved being around her two little nieces, Myla and Lenny. She was living with her long-term boyfriend, Alex, and the two were just such a lovely couple. You could tell they just meant the world to each other. You ever look at someone and just see them as this big, bright ray of sunshine? Well, that was Sydney. She didn't really have any enemies or people who didn't like her. She was just this incredible person, which makes her story that much more tragic. As I said, Sydney was a very active person, and she was known to go for a daily run. Seriously, she ran like every single day. On August 19th, 2020, she heads out for her jog, wearing a white tank top and black athletic shorts. When she failed to return home from her jog later that day, her boyfriend Alex became very concerned, so he started calling her friends and family to find out if they had heard from her, if they had seen her or knew where she might be, but nobody had. This was very unusual. Sydney always stayed in close contact with all of her friends and her family, and she was a creature of habit. She had the same sort of routine that she would follow just about every day, so it was really unusual for her to just not return home. Alex decided to call police, and a massive search for Sydney began. Sydney's family, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, the Arkansas Department of Correction, Arkansas State Police, U.S. Marshals, FBI, Tuckerman Police, Jonesboro Police, Newport Police, they all came to assist with the search. It was massive. An alert was put out regarding Sydney's disappearance so that people could watch for her, and a UPS driver came forward to say that he had seen her jogging in the area of State Highway 18 between Newport and Grubbs around 2.30 to 3 p.m. So she had indeed actually gone jogging on her usual route, 
and she must have went missing along the way. The first night of the search didn't really yield any other results or any information, and because it was starting to get dark, they decided to call off the search until daylight the following morning. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factor's no prep, no mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box 
plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The search resumed around 7.30 the following day, which was a Thursday. About 170 people showed up to continue the search for Sydney, which I think just goes to show how many people loved her and how small of a town this was. Everyone was really concerned that one of their own had gone missing. One of the people who showed up to help with the search was a man by the name of Quake Llewellyn. Quake and Sydney had gone to high school together, so they were known to each other. During the search, Quake had actually mentioned to police that he too had seen Sydney out jogging earlier that day. Later in the evening, her phone was found by the search team about a quarter of a mile away from her home. The phone wasn't damaged. It was sort of just laying there as if someone had either dropped it or placed it there. Investigators also found a pair of broken sunglasses that they were able to link back to being Sydney's in a barn a few hundred yards from where the phone was found. Nothing else of importance was found this day, but police had started questioning everyone who knew Sydney, including that high school acquaintance, Quake, who had oddly mentioned that he saw Sydney running that day. He was the only other person to come forward saying that he had seen Sydney that day, so of course they knew that they wanted to question him. During investigation, police got a funny vibe from him, obviously, so they asked if they could search his 2019 GMC Sierra pickup truck, and he agreed. During the search of his truck, police discovered what appeared to be blood inside the cracks of the tailgate and on the tailgate. So this allowed them to get a search warrant for Quake's phone, where they found a Life360 app, which is basically a GPS tracking app that he had on his phone. Now, when they looked at the data from the app, it showed that he had been in an area about 2.36 miles from where Sydney's phone had been found. The next day was Friday and the search resumed, but nobody knew about the bombshell that was about to drop. At 11 a.m. Friday morning, Sheriff Lucas said in a news conference that investigators were working on several leads. And by several leads, what he really meant was that it was clear as day that this Quake guy was somehow involved with Sydney's disappearance in some capacity, and they were ready to get to the bottom of it. By early Friday afternoon, the sheriff confirmed that around 2 p.m. they had found Sydney's body just north of her home in a deserted field, and they had a suspect in custody. How did they find Sydney's body? Well, Sydney's body was found just a few yards from where the Life360 app had suggested that Quake had been. Investigators also decided to visit the Llewellyn home, which was located in Jonesboro, and they reviewed surveillance footage from August 19th. Carrie Llewellyn, who is Quake's mom, and Gracie Llewellyn, Quake's now estranged wife, yeah, she filed for divorce after all of this, also pointed out a dent that was on the hood of Quake's truck. They said that the dent wasn't on the truck that morning, but it was clear as day visible later when he returned home. They were both very cooperative. They were the ones that offered up the surveillance footage and gave them that information about the dent in the truck. Additionally, detectives searched the Lowland house and they confiscated a pair of tan shoes that matched the pair that Quake was wearing in the video. 
Police said that they suspected that the tread on those shoes might match the imprints that were left in the area where Sydney's body was discovered. Later, the match would be confirmed. With all of the mounting evidence, it was time for Quake to talk. Initially, he told investigators that he barely knew Sydney Sutherland, but the investigators discovered that the two had gone to the same high school and the class sizes there was incredibly small. Like this was a very small high school. The graduating class was only about 50 people. And also, they had been friends on Facebook before she was killed. Shortly after she died, he went and he unfriended her from Facebook because that's not suspicious at all. So the gig was up and he finally came clean. I mean, he kind of had to. So what was the story? Well, he allegedly told authorities that he saw Sydney jogging on the side of the road and he ran her over with his pickup truck. Then he loaded her into the back of the vehicle. He drove her to a field nearby and sexually violated her on the tailgate of his truck. After he was finished, investigators said that he used a shovel to dig a grave and he buried the body. This is where police had found Sydney's body. The body was sent to the Arkansas Crime Lab and Quake was transported into the Jackson County Jail. According to the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, the medical examiner found the cause of death was multiple blunt force injuries. This could obviously be from being struck by a truck. This is an ongoing case still, so details are still coming out. It's unclear whether she was killed instantly by the truck, whether the truck actually killed her instantly, or if he had to fight her after that. It's also unclear whether she was dead or alive when he went on to sexually assault her. So who is Quake Llewellyn? Not that he fucking matters, but I think it's important to note that monsters are literally all around us, disguised as your average everyday person. Quake Llewellyn is 28 years old. He's a farmer from a well-known family in the area. He was employed through his family's farming business, and he was married, like I mentioned, but his wife has since divorced him because he's a total piece of crap. Apparently, he was named as Jackson County Farm Family of the Year alongside his dad, Michael, and his granddad, Donald, in 2016. And the kicker here? Well, he helped with the search for Sydney. He showed up with the search party wanting to supposedly help, being around Sydney's friends and family, knowing exactly what he had done to her and where she was. They say that it is often that the murderer will somehow get involved with the investigation, but this is a whole new level of sick and twisted. Quake was charged and he pled not guilty to charges of kidnapping, capital murder, abuse of a corpse, and rape. I'm actually really surprised that he pled not guilty because this is a death penalty case. I would have thought he would have taken a plea deal of some sort to have the death penalty taken off the table and to spare her family and his family the difficulty of going to trial. I'm not sure if a plea deal was ever offered. Maybe they had enough evidence that they didn't even bother since they did already have her body. And I mean, the evidence against him is pretty strong. So 
In the latest news, his attorney has asked that he have a mental evaluation done because he, quote unquote, may not understand the charges against him. The request goes on to say that defense counsel has reason to believe that due to mental disease or defect, Mr. Llewellyn may not fully understand the proceedings against him and may not have been able to fully appreciate the criminality of the conduct with which he is accused and his ability to assist in his defense may be in question. All right, another case of someone, you know, probably trying to use the insanity or mental disease thing, but we'll see how this goes. This is another case that, of course, I'm going to be following very closely with COVID and everything happening right now. All cases have been slowed right down. Everything is moving at a snail's pace. So everything is kind of on hold right now, but I'll make sure to keep you up to date over on my Facebook page and on Twitter. I want to once again thank tonight's sponsor. Make sure you check out Cozy Sundays on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. I also have their link in my show notes, so make sure you go check them out and let them know I sent you. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify. I'm basically wherever you get your podcast shows. So check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I'm on YouTube if you prefer to watch videos. Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. Head over on whatever app you're listening to me and leave me a review if you don't mind. I super appreciate your support. Until next time. Don't be a Dahmer. Bye.